You were never out of the fight. You were created for a time such as this. And you are now preparing to be sent into battle. God is calling you to be his disciple, to be formed in virtue and holiness. He has appointed you as an ambassador of his kingdom. To go and represent him to his people. And he's enlisted you as a soldier of Christ. To be sent out to fight for the good in this world. You are not made to make excuses. It's time for you to take extreme ownership for your life all of your life. It's time to rise up and finally be the man or woman you were created to be. Follow God. Lead others. And never surrender. It is time to begin seeking excellence. Let's do this thing, Padre. Let's do it. How are you, Nathan? I'm doing well. It's great to have you back. Happy to be with you. You know, it's, it feels like it's been a long time. And this is, is this our first time recording over Zoom together? I think it is. This is. The other two times we were in person. Yeah. What a tragedy. What a tragedy, at, you know, just to think about the distance that separates us. But praise God for the technology that reunites. Am I right? It's true. It's true. <laughs> Great. Well, today we're excited to keep, you know, talking about the, the topic of leadership, uh, just the topic of life, how this impacts us as leaders in all the different realms we talk about all the time, being a parent, a priest, you know, uh, a teacher, any, any aspect of, of living, you know, we're always leading. And as Christians, we're always called to lead because we're evangelists, right? We're called to lead people closer to God. And so today we want to talk about leadership in specifically in regards of the importance of having a vision and being a visionary for your people. So Father, I know that's a pa that's a passion area, passionate topic for you. So what are kind of your general thoughts to get us kicked off here about the importance of having vision, being a visionary for your people? Yeah, it, yeah. thank you so much for the intro. I just think that vision is unbelievably important. And we can use the word vision, we can use the word purpose, we can use the word dream, but everybody in their mind has to have some sort of vision. Like the, I think one of the, the, the easiest ways is as an artist has to have in their mind what they're going to draw. So if I'm, if I'm, if I'm an artist and I'm going to draw uh, a landscape or if I'm going to draw even, you know, a turtle or a cow, I have to have in my mind, what is the vision that I want to then get in a concrete way onto the piece of paper? A musician needs to have the tune or the melody in their in their brain, and they need to then like get that written down in notes. A potter needs to look at a lump of clay and have a vision of whether it's going to be a, a glass or a jar or a bowl. Or so the same is true with every leader. We all need to have a vision of what it is we're trying to create. All of us are artists, and, and like the the question is, what medium are you using? So if you are a parent, your medium is your children and your husband or your wife. If you are a business owner, then your medium is your product, but which doesn't exist without your employees, uh, which doesn't exist then without 
the way that the culture is at the place of employment. So the same is true for a priest. Like, I need to have a very clear vision of what I'm trying to create in my parish. Or I will just allow mediocrity to creep in, minimalism to creep in. Right. I'll just do what I've always done or what I've always seen. And my limited experience could be very, very shallow. Mm. And thus my vision is very, very shallow. And so, you know, the greatest artists, the greatest musicians, uh, the greatest business uh, entrepreneurs and leaders are people who study uh, in various ways the greats. So however that might be, we need to study and look at whatever we're trying to vision or dream, we, we need to see all the different ways and dream all the different dreams that can be dreamt about how to bring that about, how to make it happen, how to concretely uh, make that practical. So right. the vision is huge. The vision is huge. And I think so many leaders get trapped in just doing it in one way. Well, this is how we always do it. This is the only way to do it. This is what, like all of the greats were people who did things differently. Right. right. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. For sure. And I think there's just like this need for people to accept the fact that like, that's how God made us like that in order to create exactly what you just described, you know, God made us so that <laughs> in order for us to create things, we have to first be able to picture it in our mind, right? Like we have to have this vision. We have to have this idea of what it is that we're hoping to create before anything can come to fruition, before anything can, can I, come Can I go really, really deep here for a second here? Please. So like, what do we believe Jesus is? The word incarnate. He is the word which existed before he became flesh. Right. So glory be to the Father and the Son of the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be. Jesus Christ existed prior to becoming flesh. And as a pattern, a model for all of us, we need to have the vision and the dream. We need to have the logos before we put things into flesh. Mm. And the importance for us to, to, to really stand by that. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I, I tell people all the time, the only reason why I am successful as a priest is because I am a copy artist. Right. Yeah. I, I had, I had the blessed opportunity to study overseas uh, in my, in my formation. And I mean, I, I actually like it, it started even before then. So like when I was a little kid, like I was really bad at school and I, I cheated. I became like a professional, professional cheater. Like I always tell people, like I could teach you ways to cheat on a test that would blow your mind right. um, back in the days, like prior to technology. And um, I never got caught. Um, I've gone to confession about this multiple times, by the way. Uh, I didn't think it was a sin at the time, actually, because I just thought like the only goal was to get an A. So like I, I had I never thought necessary. that like cheating was a sin because like right. the only goal was to get an A. But anyways, so I learned. I I really did learn. I start traveling around the world, and I start. I'm sorry. What'd you say? Nothing. It froze there for a second. Oh. Yeah. yeah no sweat. It is. It's... I think yeah. it's better now. Yeah. Okay. Um, where was I at? Was I talking about cheating as a kid? You said, yeah, you said you, you went to confession, then you like, so anyway, and then it froze. Yeah. So, so anyways, I, 
my whole life is like, there's kind of like this underpinning of me, like looking at things and trying to figure out how do I steal that? And how do I do that (laughs) in a different way? I mean, it it really is. It's ingrained in my nature. Like when I look at something, I was like, how can I recreate that in a different way? That's cheaper, less expensive and more productive. And so when I had this opportunity to to travel across Europe and to see the universal church, I just kept looking at all these, these things. I was just like, Oh my gosh, we don't have any of this stuff in the church in America. We don't have any of this stuff in like typical American parish life. Like I could steal that and I could steal that and I could steal that and I could steal that. And that that's been my whole priesthood. Like I always tell people, I have no novel ideas. The church is 2000 years old. You don't need ideas. I just need to look at what, like what the saints have done and just redo that. So the same is true in family life. Like if you want to be a rock star mom, the reality is you might not have had a rock star mom, Mm -hmm. but you need to study rock star moms and, and say, okay, like, what does she do? How do you break it down? What are the steps and what makes that possible? If you want to be like, yeah, like I said, a great, great business owner, you want to like completely dominate sales. Like, you got to study the greats. You can't accept just what the norm teaches you because the norm will only make you normal. Yeah. And the normal is actually really, really bad. Yeah. It's one of the things that with COVID-19 people keep saying, like, I, I hope we get back to normal soon. And I'm like, uh, I don't know if you remember, but normal was horrible. Right. Like normal, like the way that people lived prior to COVID-19 was horrible. Like horrible. No one, like people weren't thriving. I hope we don't go back to normal. I hope we go back to better. Amen. Like, which is why it's so important for us right now to be growing in virtue, um, which is to have a vision for yourself. Like, what do you want for yourself? Like, what is the dream that, that you know, um, you know, you and I had that common friend. He talks about, you know, what is the dream that you have for yourself? You know, write down the dream that you have for yourself and write it down. Right. Break it down into practical steps. Start to and pursue every it. single day you have to be hitting those steps. Mm-hmm. It, 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 like having a vision is so key, but if, like most people, if you ask most people, like what is the dream of your organization? What's the dream of your family? Like they, they, they can't mention it. If you can't articulate it, then it doesn't exist. So right. a great question. If I'm a mom or dad, what is the dream that I have for my children? Can my children articulate that? What is the dream that I have for my business? my employees articulate that what is the dream and vision that i have for you know whatever it might be for me my parish you know Mm -hmm. my my parishioners can articulate we we constantly put it before them and we expect them to have it memorized what the purpose of our parish is right so like do you do you have a vision can you articulate it and if you're striving to be a leader then are you bringing people along in that leadership role Right. And that, that great proverb that says, you know, man without vision shall perish and how important that is. And like to understand that this isn't just like an optional, you know, this isn't just something that like the best of the best do, but like in order to survive, in order to have any type of thriving, you know, business, family unit, organization, athletic team, military unit, like you have to have a vision. You have to have something you're working towards to be a successful human being, like to be a happy, fulfilled, passionate, purposeful human being like you have to have something that you're working towards which is you know one of the the greatest importance or one of the things that makes good friendship and virtuous friendship so important uh your romantic relationships that you have so important is having people who are willing to ask you and challenge you to say you know what are you working towards like what is it that you're striving after and that can help you in those day-to-day decisions you know as you navigate life while you're trying to work towards these goals 
is so important. It really is a, an absolute game changer for people, I think. And I love what you said there about how, you know, people naturally drift towards mediocrity. You naturally drift towards normalcy. And normal just gets worse and worse over time. You know, we're not, we're advancing in a lot of ways as a species, but we're also, when it comes to virtue, especially in our society here in the United States, really straying away from Judeo-Christian values and just living a a moral, virtuous life. And so to drift away and to not be intentional about how you're living, that's one thing I tell my college students here all the time. I'm like, I'm like, dude, if you, if you only want to go to mass twice a month, like if that's what you think is good for you, if you've come to some revelation that you feel like this is all you need to do, I'm okay with that. As long as you are intentional and you have a reason as to why you're doing that and you have a purpose and, you know, a vision, something you're working towards and you're like, this will do it for me. You might, you know, fail and learn along the way, but I'm like, you know how I feel about this, that you should go to mass every Sunday. You know what the church says about this and why, right? It's like, but I, I think so, so often they just kind of like people just kind of naturally drift into this like mediocrity and lukewarmness that I'm like, if you want to be there, that's okay. But the sad thing is that so many people are getting caught up in the world and society and the way that we're moving today, that they're getting caught up in all these things that are bringing them further and further away from God, further and further away from their best, from fulfilling their potential. And they're not even intentionally deciding to, to be worse off. They're just kind of drifting along with the current. So going back to the normal aspect, um, I like to say this, and I, I may have said this in one of our other conversations, because I, 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 I will say this until I'm blue in the face. We do not want to do the things that help us to thrive. People do not want to eat good food. They don't want to exercise. They don't want to read good books. They don't want to go to bed on time. They don't want to wake up early. They don't want to give their all at work. We don't want to pray. We don't want to go and volunteer and do charitable things. And yet we know that every one of those things is what will help us to thrive. Mm -hmm. We know that when we eat good food, when we exercise, when we read good books, when we go to bed early, when we wake up early, when we do charitable things, and when we totally kick butt at work, that we thrive. We, we, we're, 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 we're more successful. We're more positive. We're more happy. We, like, but we choose constantly the exact opposite. We choose mediocrity. It's all part of concupiscence and, 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 the, and the fall of man. The, once again, what is the vision that you have for yourself? What is the vision that you have for your family? And what are the steps that will make that possible? Meaning ultimately the virtues and the habits necessary. And do you then make those non-negotiables? So for me, like it's a non-negotiable to do two holy hours every day. It's a non-negotiable to get seven hours of sleep. It's a non-negotiable uh, you know, for one of my big things is fraternity. So I talk to three priests on the phone every single day. Like, like the, there are, there are things in, in your life that like, and there's, I don't want to run. I, I went for a six mile run today. I, I did not want, I had to like force myself. In the wind. Yeah. yeah. In the wind. Um, I had to force myself to do it, but I did it. And then once I did it, I was like, Oh, that was awesome. Like that was a great run. Like same thing. Like you can go to the all-you-can-eat all you buffet, but you you always feel terrible afterwards. You never feel good after you go to an all-you-can-eat all you can eat buffet. Right. Um, you always regret it. Um, so, yeah, like what vision do I have for myself? What are those practical steps? And then how do I 
put them into effect. And so the, where do we get that vision from that vision, like whatever it might be, uh, that's where we have to study other people. Right. Oh, well that person, like that person thrives. What's that person doing? Oh, they exercise every day. Oh, that person thrives. What do they, what do they do? They, they get all their work done ASAP, ASAP. What's that person thrives? What do they do? Their inbox is always on empty. Yeah. They answer all their emails every day, whatever it might be. There's a, there's a great book. Uh, I don't know if it's a book or a video that I watched called million dollar morning morning. It was a study of millionaires. What are the common traits of millionaires? And wow. it was phenomenal. It was, it was I, I totally ate it up and it was all these different things that millionaires do. And just, and, but it goes back to, it, it, it's all the same stuff. They start their right. days unplugged from technology. They spend time in silence. They spend time in gratitude. They plan their day every single day. Uh, they set goals every single day and they exercise every day. And it's just like, okay, those are all things that, like anybody can do those. Like who can't do those? Mm. But then we all make the choice to not do them because we don't want to do the things that are good for us. Right. Naturally. So once again, what is the vision? What is the dream? And then what are the practical steps, the habits, the virtues that, that are needed? And that's, that, that's success right there. Yeah. In, in some of those non-negotiables and stuff, like, can you, can you talk a little bit about, you know, I think you just alluded to it some with the video, like how did you discover what were your non-negotiables in your life? And one thing I really want you to hit on, especially, you know, as this is the, the Seeking Excellence podcast and what we talked about with the seven pillars is uh, that and why I think you're so great, you know, and why you're on our board and all that stuff and how you embody the Seeking Excellence philosophy is that you have non-negotiables pretty much in all of those different areas in all of the seven pillars. So how did you come about developing the, the non-negotiables in the different areas of your life? Yeah. So ultimately, because I would look at my life and be like, gosh, this is terrible. So, you know, when we go to confession as Catholics, we're supposed to make the, the firm purpose of amendment to change our life. So I would go to confession because I would feel horrible at myself or I feel terrible on myself. And I'd be like, dude, if I'm seriously going to change this, then like I need to find um, I encourage people all all the time when they I'm like, when you come to confession, I want you to write down your sins. And then look at what is the exact opposite of that sin. So if here's the vice, what's the virtue? Here's the vice, what's the virtue? So for example, I'll just, I'll just use like, uh, Blessed Father Friday, my last confession was uh, two weeks ago. And, you know, I just really didn't put God first. And I, you know, I, I said some prayers, but I didn't really spend time with God. And like, my work was more important than God. Okay, so if I'm going to say like, that's, a vice in my life. So then what's a virtue? Dedicated, consecrated time, non-negotiable. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, so, so number one, looking at my own life, my own weaknesses, my own vices, and then how do I look at the exact opposite? The other thing is just looking at the saints. Like, you know, who are my ultimate heroes? Like if you want to be a millionaire, you might want to look at whoever, like, I don't know. I don't know who millionaire, Bill Gates, or I, don't, I don't know, whatever. Um, but I'll look at the saints. Like, so what did St. John Vianney do? What did St. Francis do? What did St. Dominic do? What did they all do? Or what did they do individually? And if I want that in my life, then like, I need to make that a non-negotiable. Um, and some of it's just like personal experience. Like I know I've learned that if I, run, if I exercise every day, which for me is running, if I exercise every day, like that, I'm, a, I'm, I'm the best version of myself. If I don't, 
I'm the worst version of myself. Mm-hmm. And so that's a non And I try to remain very faithful to that as much as I can. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's incredible. And I think it's so important, you know, it, but I guess what within that, you know, what, what kind of your journey, I don't know if we've ever really talked about this, but like to learning about how important, you know, uh, exercising was and, and prayer and all this stuff like your journey as a person, obviously you're a priest now, but you know, for somebody who, who comes to you, let's say, and they feel like they can neglect one or two of those aspects where they say, well, I don't need to be that social or I don't need to be uh, like fitness really isn't my thing. Like I don't exercise. Like how do you, how do you emphasize or encourage people to like really care for themselves, mind, body, and soul? Somebody who says I'm not really into reading and they just, you know, scroll social media and watch Netflix in their free time and never read a book or never listen to a podcast and really don't learn or study the faith. Like how do you convince people of the importance of doing all of these different things, especially the ones that they're not naturally inclined to do? Yeah. So this is where I might start sounding like a jerk, Nathan. Um, But I would, I mean, so like if you came up to me and you said like, you know, like exercise really isn't my thing. And I would be, Oh yeah. And God didn't really give you a body. Did he? (laughs) like if you have if you have a body and god give it to you and you believe that god exists then it's an insult to god to not use your body right and to not take care of your body so i I always like to use my grandma for some reason as like an example but like my grandma would give me gifts all the time um and i didn't like them and so i would like put them on the shelf um, my grandma would give me scratchy sweaters a lot when I was a little kid yeah. and I didn't like wearing them. And the only time I ever wore them was when I had to go to grandma's house. And she was around. Yeah. So, and this, a lot of people like treat God like that. So like right. I only put on virtue when I go to church on Sunday mm. and then I put it on the shelf. So I believe that God is, I'll say that God is the Lord of my life. I'll, I'll stand up and profess the creed. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. Well, if he created you, if you just call God your creator, but then you're going to take the creation that you are, which is your body and your blood, and you're not going to treat it well. I mean, that's like saying like, hey, grandma just bought me a puppy. and I'm going to throw it out in the garage and not deal with it until grandma comes over. And then I'll act like I like my puppy. That's terrible. That is really bad. (laughs) God gave you a yeah, that, that's horrible. Yeah, like I just sure. use a puppy analogy. So we're all you people that love pets and, and cats. Like, yeah, I just, I just, I just called you out people. Um, so yeah, I mean, like it, it I, and I mean, I'll be honest, like some of it's also like, I want, I, I want people to thrive. I want people to thrive. Like you cannot be your best when you're tired and you're lethargic and you're, you're like, and like physical exercise has so many benefits. Right. Like, very it's, proven, it's, not, it's, not debated. <laughs> no, it's Benefits. not debated. It's like, and also I was, I always say this, like as a priest, like, I want to live to be hundred years old. I want to celebrate math until I'm hundred years old. I want to I want die. You to live to hundred. I support that. I want you to do my, funeral. my beard when I'm hundred years old is going to be awesome. <laughs> so <good. by> <laughs> but, anyway, <laughs> but I, I, uh, I want to live like a really long time so I can preach the gospel and like bring people to Christ before I die and go and see him face to face. I hope and pray that that's what will happen when I die. But so for that to happen, I need to like, if you want to be a really, really good mom and dad, if you want to see your, your grandchildren, your great grandchildren, like, are you taking care of your body? Right. Yeah. It's part of loving people. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think it's so important. And 
Yeah. And, and so what, what that, you know, tying that back into what we're talking about, you know, it's just, it's about creating a vision for the human person. I think that, and what we try to promote is seeking excellence. It's, it's just not neglecting any aspect of that person. You know, it's like, you can't forget some huge aspect. If you're, if you're thinking about, you know, uh, like if you're trying to build a car, if you're trying to build um, any, any like more complex thing, which a human life is a complex thing, right? Building a successful human life is a complex thing. Then you have to, you have to take into account all the different areas, all the different things, aspects that are important to that. So it's really, really important. So I love that we hit on that. I love that we got to, to share about that. So I know uh, in our next episode, we're going to share about it more specifically and get practically how can people start to create a vision for their life and what that looks like. Uh, and love to hear more of your journey with that. I'm going to share some of my perspective on that. But we'll close it out today. Uh, thank you for, for coming on, uh, Father Meyer. Look forward to hearing more of your thoughts here on uh, being a visionary and just the importance of having a vision. Thank you, Nathan. It was great being with you.